Well, there is a lot to know about our Catholic Church history, which also means we have a lot of questions. And since Christ founded the church more than 2,000 years ago, councils have come together to address well, many of these areas. But that, too, is a complex history that may be difficult to know the who, what's, where, and when of each council. Well, in his new book, Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers, author Paul Sens explains some of the most important issues and controversies in the history of the church. Paul is joining me this morning to tell us more about it. Good morning, Paul. Thanks so much for joining The Morning Blend. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, first, Paul, let me say you earned your bachelor's and master's degree from one of, dare I say, the finest Catholic institutions in the country. Fill our listeners in. Yeah, I got my I bachelor's and master's from the University of Portland there, obviously, in, in uh, North Portland on, on the Bluff. Um, I uh, grew up born and raised in the Archdiocese, a um, couple different locations, all within the kind of Portland Metro or Willamette Valley area, um, and of course got my my uh, upper education from UP, uh, which has suited me well ever since. Oh, well, it is wonderful to have you on the show. You are not in the Portland area, and uh, you might be missing some of our beautiful uh, late spring, summertime weather here. It's been a beautiful, beautiful days here recently, and uh, the Bluff is especially beautiful this time of year. Do you miss your years here? Yeah, there's there's a um, <clears throat> a lot that I look back fondly on, including, actually, it just, just occurred to me, we're talking about it, the, this book was dedicated as three individuals is dedicated to, and one of them is Dr. Michael Cameron, who was one of my theology professors at the University of Portland. Oh, well, he must be very proud of the accomplishments of his student. And this is a great book. I encourage our listeners to check out. So we're going to talk about church councils this morning. So I think many of us, we want to understand, we want to make sure we, we put things in its right context. Now, we are going through a synod process right now in the church. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit about how a church council is different than the synod process that we're going through? Yeah. So. The synod process, you know, we, we've been hearing that word a lot lately with this synod on synodality, and, and every few years there's typically has been um, a synod, a gathering of bishops. The, the synod process is, can be thought of more as like an advisory process for, for the Pope or for, or for you know, the bishops and other church leaders. So it's a gathering of bishops, other clergy, religious, lay people to discuss a particular topic. Uh, you know, they meet together, they pray together, give pre- presentations, debate, discuss a certain topic, and then make recommendations to the Pope. Whereas the, the council, and usually when we mean that, when we use that term, we're talking about the ecumenical councils. This is a gathering of all the bishops of the world in union with the Pope, teaching the universal church together, uh, you know, united together, teaching the universal church on uh, on matters of faith and morals, or sometimes more um, pastoral um, guidance or disciplinary issues. Uh, sometimes in the church's history, they have met in response to some profound heresy that's dividing the church and, you know, poisoning souls. Mm. Sometimes they've met to, to um, get the clergy online, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a smaller issue like that, where there's Maybe, maybe um, uh, 
practical problems that need to be discussed, but it's always the this uh, universal, united teaching uh, coming from the successors of the apostles, united with the successor of Peter. If you are just tuning in, I am speaking with author Paul Sense. He is an incredible alumnus of University of Portland, and he's joining me today as we talk about his latest book, Church Councils, 100 Question and Answers. It is out by Ignatius Press. Well, let's talk about them. So we've got 100 great questions. How many church councils have there been in two, more than 2,000 years that the Catholic Church has well, been in existence since Christ founded it himself? How many times have councils been called? So far, there have been 21 ecumenical councils from the First Council of Nicaea in 325, and the most recent was the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s. And then when a, when a council is called together, who are the people that come together from the different parts of the world to sit on this council? And kind of how long does is the whole process? I think many people are familiar with Vatican Council. It was a years-long process, even took up two popes. That's right. So the, the bishops of the world, together with the pope, um, are kind of the, uh, the, the, the primary body of of folks at the council, they're the, called the council fathers, and they are the ones who are who have the teaching authority. They've got they they vote on different documents and decrees and that kind of thing. Um, and, and the pope ultimately is is who who promulgates these things, who who um, you know approves approves and, and puts it out. And they aren't the only ones in attendance. Mm-hmm. They will. It's been it's you know varied over time and with different different councils and things, but they will typically also have um, theological advisors, uh, priests, religious lay people, whomever who are there to to maybe give talks or or just advise them. Each individual bishop might have an assistant or a theological advisor he brings with him to help him throughout the process and kind of give instruction, give advice, that kind of thing. Um, recently. The, the the last few councils, they they have even invited uh, Orthodox bishops and even some Protestant representatives to be there as um, observers. They they would they wouldn't have a vote or anything like that, but in kind of the ecumenical spirit of the worldwide Christian Church, the Body of Christ, they have been invited to participate as as in this kind of observer status. Um, and as far as how how long it takes and what the process looks like, that has varied a great deal from council to council. Some of them have been much shorter. Some of them have been much longer. Some of them have been, you know, one right after the other. In some cases, in some cases, there have been a few years between councils. In some cases, there have been three or four hundred years between councils. It just it all just kind of depends. Um, and even the Council of Trent was was you know um, around twenty years or so. All together. Wow! But they weren't meeting constantly. It was kind of a, it was in several different sessions, you know. The, and there might be a few years between between sessions, um, but the but the overall process took took a couple decades. Whereas the Second Vatican Council was about three years uh, with a few different different uh, um, sessions where they where they got together. Well, let's talk about that, Paul. You know, Vatican II. I think for. Uh, a lot of people would remember that brought about some major changes, of course, allowing for permanent deacons. Mass was then said in the vernacular. So there were some kind of what we would consider big changes. Were there other councils 
in the history of the church that brought about some big changes like that also. Yeah, and sometimes, a lot of the time in earlier centuries, the effects and decrees of the council might kind of trickle down around the world. You know, there, there wasn't instant communication, so, so these things kind of take time. If there was a new, a new missile to be used for mass, you know, it would take a while to get that spread around. If there was a, if there was, um, a new a new creed that was that was promulgated to emphasize and explain uh, particular aspects of our faith, that would kind of take time to be spread through, spread throughout the world. Um, but one of the, one of the councils that produced some pretty profound changes, similar to the Second Vatican Council, would probably be the Council of Trent, which was in basically in response to the Protestant Reformation. There had been, everyone was aware of the of a lot of the issues that were facing the church, and previous councils had tried to address those, but unsuccessfully. And then we had this Protestant Reformation just really took off, and and the church said, okay, we need to get our act together. We need to get, we need to right this ship. We need to figure out where we're going from here. And it's kind of referred to, Variously, as either the Counter Reformation or the Catholic Reformation, because mm. of, because there was so much that they did to to fix the issues the church was facing and get it set on the right course, uh, including clarifying the church's teaching against the errors of the Protestant reformers and really making that clear. So they produced a, a, a massive catechism. They reformed the liturgy. They clarified the church's teaching on a huge number of topics. And that really, again, over time, because it wasn't instant communication like we have now, but it really did reform the church in a lot of important ways. Hmm. Well, that is amazing. And that's just a little bit about what you will learn in Paul's new book, Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers. Paul, let our listeners know where they can get a copy for themselves. Sure, they can get it at Ignatius.com from Ignatius Press. Or, of course, um, always check out and support your local Catholic bookstore. Oh, absolutely. Well, Paul, I really appreciate your time today. And this is exactly my kind of book question. And right there is the answer. It's going to be uh, just a wonderful read for many people. And thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And again, that is Paul Sens. So the name of the book, Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers, it is out by Ignatius Press. And I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Ignatius Press, purchase a copy for yourself. Of course, like Paul just said, any one of our wonderful Catholic bookstores would also be able to get a copy for you. You'll find the link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.